We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's that time again. It's NFL Morning Grind Podcast time. We got week two on the slate for today. I'm joined again by my buddy, Keith Iaster, Eyes819. Keith, how was uh, week one for you? Um, Week one was okay. Did well in cash games. Too much talk in, in tournaments, though, to really get anything near the top. Um yeah, I mean, de- decent week overall because of cash games, but not a great tournament day for me. Um, better than my Wednesday night MLB, though, because David Peterson <laughs> <laughs> was just – he. it was a very early close the lap top night uh, in, in MLB on Wednesday night. So I am excited to talk about some football, that is for sure. Yeah, I switched to research in NFL and um... – I did my disc golf research for prize picks um, for today. So, yeah, I switched early. Peterson, even though, like, I had Texas, it didn't matter because um, Peterson. But, yeah, I mean, week one was great for me. Um, I run a main lineup that I run, like, for cash games and single entry and three-entry max, stuff like that. And it scored, like, 195 points. So, um, it was it was super solid. And I was, like, I thought, like, when I was building the lineup, I thought it was going to be – like kind of a chalkier lineup and I had some low on plays in it and you know it just kind of it meshed really well and like my early only lineup I finished top 10 on both FanDuel and DraftKings in some tournaments on with my early only nice. lineup so um I was just on the right plays I was on that Philly Detroit game that we had talked about a lot about yep. just taking a shot on AJ Brown and just being like hey I'm gonna put a play put a stand on him and I played a lot of chase and like he just ended up being someone that I don't know if people were just afraid of the Pittsburgh defense or if they wanted to pay help elsewhere, but Chase just kind of went under the radar and um, ended up being a fantastic play. So week one was good. Um, we went one and two and two and one in our bets that we gave out. Prize picks we did really well last week. So if you ha- if you didn't stick around for the morning grind game, shame on you. <laughs> um, we'll have that again today. So let's jump in, get started do what we normally do here game by game 12 games this week 
we get started with Carolina at New York facing the Giants. This game has a 43 total. The Giants are favored by two. No big injury news for either side here. I think everyone's good to go. Let's start with the Carolina side. What do you like here for the Panthers? Man, part of the reason I didn't have a great week last week is because the guy I decided to go way overweight on was Christian McCaffrey, and and he didn't do a whole lot. Um, 8900 still underpriced, in my opinion, for what this guy can do. Um, I think this is kind of a decision point. Like, there's there's some cheap running backs I really like. Not, not cheap, but mid-range running backs, we'll call them. Um, need to make a decision on, on whether I'm paying up for McCaffrey. Does he get the same receiving workload? Uh, as we saw when he was in his prime and and leading the fantasy world in points. Um, I think that guy is still in there. Um, I think that he still has that type of role. So I'll probably go back to the well on him on him this week. I do have some interest in the, the Carolina passing game as well, though. Baker didn't look great, but I do love his wide receivers. Uh, Robbie Anderson had the long touchdown. Uh, DJ Moore is the, the guy with the role that I really want to take advantage of if people come off of more this week because he didn't have a, a fantastic game, still had six targets, um, just 43 yards though. So DJ Moore is, is the guy I really want here. Um, I think it'll be a close competitive game. Maybe not the best game environment on the slate, but there, there are some plays here. Um, Carolina side, it's, it's pretty much just McCaffrey and, and more for me. I don't think I'll be stacking Baker at all in any of these lineups. Giants don't project to have a great defense. Um, you know, something we talked about last week. And this is a good spot for Christian McCaffrey bounce back. Um, I mean, we say bounce back. It, it like he still played 80% of the snaps. You I mean he had some targets. He just didn't really have that like big game. And I mean, they were on their back foot a lot of that game. Don't necessarily think that's gonna be the case in this game. I think it's gonna be a pretty close game. Um, I mean, I could see either team winning this game. So DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, they both played all the snaps. I mean, that's what you want to see. They got the targets. Um, it wasn't Ian Thomas. It wasn't um, Smith. So, I mean, when you're targeting this offense, it's fantastic when you're targeting this offense because you can play McCaffrey, Moore, and Anderson, and that's really where the production is going to come from. I'm with you. I don't think I play Baker this week. Um, I mean, he ran the ball a couple times last week. He just didn't, I mean, I think he ended up with like 180 air yards um, in a game where he was trailing. So I think the focus is going to be Christian McCaffrey. I'm going back to the well here. I was underweight on him last week. Um, I, I mean, I just respect the heck out of that Cleveland defense. And I know Christian McCaffrey is Christian McCaffrey, but um, I mean, this is a spot where hopefully he burned enough people where he's get a little bit lower ownership here. But yeah, I mean, McCaffrey, Moore, Anderson, None of them are like excellent plays, but I think they're all playable here because I mean, we're going to talk about Barkley. Let's talk about him yeah. on the other side of this game. 35% target share in this offense last week on top of 18 rushes played 83% of the snaps. He was someone I took a huge stand in on best balls and stuff like that coming into the season. And I mean, I'm, I'm happy when you see that kind of workload for Barkley, you have to think he's back. Um, the wide receiver core is just so – I don't want to say it's trash, but it's not great. Um, so I want to play some Barkley, so running it back with Christian McCaffrey or Anderson or, or um, DJ Moore is definitely something I'm looking at here. But give me your thoughts here on the Giants. Yeah, it, it was all about Saquon Barkley for me too. Uh, another guy that I was way over the field on 
last week, uh, McCaffrey and Barkley were my two highest owned running backs. And he, you said it, he absolutely looked like he was back. Um, this guy looks like the elite talent that we knew before the injury. Uh, the role is absolutely elite. Uh, the passing game is not something I, I think we can trust yet for the Giants. Um, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I do have some interest there still, despite that. Uh, but Barkley looked amazing. Um, yeah, the, like he's still underpriced, I think, for this role. Fandle, he's, the price is climbing up there a little bit. But DraftKings, 7,300, and he has that receiving floor as well, which really helps on the, the full PPR site. Um, I, I love Saquon, especially on, on, on DK this week. The other thing we need to talk about is Daniel Jones price um, because he's cheap. You, you mentioned the receiving core and it's pretty tough to break down here. They're still running Galladay out there a, a good amount. Tony was playing behind Richie James a lot last week. Does that continue? Like, I'm not sure what Tony's role is in this offense. To me, the clear target in the passing game is Sterling Shepard and he's still 4,900 on DK. The, the Daniel Jones to Sterling Shepard stack is extremely cheap. Um, I, I don't necessarily think you need to double stack Daniel Jones when he, when he's this cheap and he, and he has a little bit of a, a, some rushing upside as well. So that just that skinny stack of, of Jones to Shepard, I do have a little bit of interest, um, but Saquon is the primary target. I'll, I'll be sprinkling in some, some Danny Dimes and Sterling Shepard though. I don't mind taking a shot on Richie James, by the way, he's really cheap. Played 75% of the snaps. Tony was on the field 10% of the snaps last yeah, week. And like just he was insane. someone that I had I had quite a bit of ownership in tournaments. Um, but I have no idea. I mean, he wasn't um on the injury report or anything like that. He was expected to play a lot. I mean, maybe he plays more. I, I do think Shepard's like the safe play as far as the wide receivers go. But I mean, I don't want to like overlook that Barkley is the play from the Giants that I really like here. Um, and I'm gonna have I'm going right back to the well. Going to play him a lot. Played him a lot last week. See how it works out. New England at Pittsburgh. 40 and a half total here. Patriots, a one and a half point favorite. Some injury news to definitely note in this one. It sounds, I mean, it sounds like Mac Jones is going to try to play in this game. Um, we'll see. Um, I mean, that that's, I mean, that's big news. Um, that will be kind of paying attention to but it sounds like he's gonna play he practiced fully wednesday it was like back spasms um ty montgomery is out he got put on um the ir so that's kind of big news here and then on the pittsburgh side of this game harris um my man my lineup that i scored 195 with had harris had he stayed healthy i think i would have had some chances there um but he's dealing with that foot injury Everything's leading towards him playing too, but just com some notes to make of here going into early in the week. Uh, let's start here with the Patriots. One thing that we learned again um, last week is Pittsburgh defense is no joke. Um, I mean, when you when you make Burrow struggle like that, I think Mac Jones is decent. But I mean, I was very heavy on the Miami Dolphins last week. I'm going right back to the well. But uh, talk to me here about the Patriots. Any interest in them? Honestly, I don't think I have any interest at all. Um, this is this is, should be a slow game. Um, Jones dealing with that injury a little bit. The backfield is really difficult to figure out. 
the wide receivers are cheap, but I'm just not sure how much success they can have. Um, tight ends are cheap too. Like everybody's cheap. It's very affordable, but I just, I don't like the spot against Pittsburgh um, going on the road against a tough defense and an offense that doesn't play very fast. I, I think there are a lot better spots to target. Um, yeah. I just, I don't, I don't see a need to, to attack Pittsburgh in the spot. I'm probably out on the Patriots altogether. I mean, even taking Ty Montgomery out of the mix here is still 50-50 Harris and Stevenson. Like, yep. I mean, so trying to play either one of those guys, hoping that you get a touchdown is really tough. I would probably go Harris over Stevenson if I was going to play either one of them. Um, he had two red zone targets, Harris did, last week against the Dolphins. So that's kind of something to just note with no Montgomery. But, I, I mean, the wide receiving core, Parker played every snap. So I, as much as I think Myers is the number one, I really do think, and I'm still a believer that Devonte Parker ends the season as wide receiver one for the Patriots this season, if he stays healthy. So don't hate large field tournament shot on Parker. If I'm playing any Pittsburgh, but the problem is I'm not playing any Pittsburgh um, outside of the defense, like going to the Pittsburgh side of this game, Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I mean, he threw the ball 38 times last week. He just, he's Mitchell Trubisky like he wasn't as bad as kind of I expected I mean he beat Cincinnati um but he just wasn't great and if Harris is banged up they're gonna have to rely on Trubisky maybe you're taking a shot on Johnson Fairmuth had 10 targets last week maybe you're taking a shot on him but then you're kind of hoping that like New England is up in this game I'm playing the Patriots defense or the Pittsburgh defense, and I don't honestly have a ton of interest in the Pittsburgh offense. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I, I like the Pittsburgh defense. I think it's a great spot for them at home. Um, the Pittsburgh offense, Najee Harris, I'm I'm really concerned about this. Like he was dealing with some foot problems in spring training that they kind of swept under the rug and didn't really talk about. Like he wasn't playing any preseason, and they just didn't didn't report the injury until I think it was the the, the final preseason game. Then we found that we found out he was dealing with that. And now it pops up again here in week one. That's, that's scary. I'm, I'm really worried about him being healthy. So definitely out on him, the wide receivers with Trubisky at quarterback. It's tough. Um, I think Pickens is really talented. He's underpriced at 3,600, but this is just not the game environment where I'm looking for, for passing attack type plays um i think it's going to be a slow game that both teams like to run a lot two pretty good defenses um like claypool and johnson just a little bit overpriced for this game environment in my opinion if i was taking a shot it would be on pickens but i'm probably just out, out all around on the offenses in this game I, I do like both defenses particularly pittsburgh I mean, the more you think about like Fairmuth at 4,400, if he's going to get that type of target share, I think he has to be in the conversation. Um, I mean, he had some red zone targets as well. He played 92% of the snaps, ran 29 routes. Like, and what did we say? 38 passing attempts. So, I mean, all but nine. Uh, so, I mean, Fairmuth for me um, at 4,400 is definitely a tight end. I don't mind taking a shot on, but Pittsburgh yeah. defense is my main target here. Yeah, fair points on, on Path there. All right, Tampa Bay at New Orleans, 44.5 total in this game. Tampa is a 2.5-point favorite. Um, definitely some injury news to note here. Evans popped up on the injury report. 
dealing with a calf. Um, Julio Jones did not practice Wednesday, dealing with the knee. Chris Godwin, hamstring. Um, Russell Gage was on the injury report, too, with Wednesday. I think the real question mark here is Godwin. I think the other three guys end up playing. I think Chris Godwin probably sits this week, but I could be wrong. And then on the New Orleans side, Alvin Kamara banged up um, last week. I think it was a rib injury. Um, so we'll have to see if he's going to play. And then Washington is questionable um, as well. Let's go with Tampa here first. What are your thoughts here on the Bucks? Yeah, tough defense in, in New Orleans, but we're playing in a dome here. Um, Godwin, I didn't. I don't think Godwin's playing. Um, yeah, I'm with you. On I'm, that. I don't. I yeah. don't think he plays. I like, know the reports were like, "Oh, it might not be as bad," but the initial reports were like four to six weeks. So right, that's what I was thinking. It was a multiple week thing, and now we're talking like he might play. I don't see that happening. Um, he's obviously coming off the the major injury last year. Like it's, I think it's kind of crazy that they they ran him out there in week one. Honestly, um, just let him heal up. They have bigger aspirations than what's going on in week one and two of the of this NFL season, in my opinion, but we'll see. Um, but without him, you have to be interested in, in where these targets are going in, in this very pass happy, happy offense, but maybe this isn't as pass happy of an offense as, as we think, as we thought it was coming into the season. I mean, 21 carries for, for Leonard Fournette. I think Leonard Fournette is my primary target here. He seems to be game script proof. Um, like he's going to be involved in the passing game, even though we thought he may not be. Um, Rashard White didn't really play much until garbage time in this uh, game against Dallas. I think Fournette still has that kind of workhorse role. He definitely has the the vast majority of the rushing share. And I mean, he, even if he catches two or three passes, that that's a nice boost to him. 6,700 on DK, very fair price. Tough defense in New Orleans, but I think there are, there are multiple ways for for Fournette to get there. The receivers, I mean, well, like Julio at fifty five hundred is pretty interesting. If Godwin is out, um, Godwin's targets have to go somewhere. Like I know it's a tough matchup because of this New Orleans defense, um, but it's it's in a dome. It's an offense that has played really fast in the past. I, I have some interest here, even though it's it's a lower total than what we're used to seeing out of this Bucks team. Um, very tough matchup against a, a good New Orleans defense. So I don't know. I'm pro- probably not interested in Brady just because Evans is expensive. He's the guy I would want to stack with him along with another one. Like the, the questionable tags on the receivers kind of have me on the fence here. I know I'll have some Fournette, um, probably not a ton, but definitely have some interest. Yeah, I mean – for me, Fournette's the main target. This is a the, also this is a case for Tampa is just don't overreact to Week One. Um, that game wasn't close from the start, so I, I mean I, I think Evans is a fantastic play with Godwin out. Julio was getting like some deep targets. Um, looked healthy. I think he's cheap. I think he's actually going to end up being probably like fifteen to twenty percent owned on Fanduel. I think he's like fifty seven hundred over there. Um, so. Touchdown heavy site. I think Julio has some solid upside. Cameron Brait only had three targets, played 66% of the snaps, only ran 20 um, routes. I don't want to target him. Evans, Julio, but Fournette's the main target here. Don't think I played Tom Brady this week. Um, there's going to be plenty of times that I play him 
throughout the season, but I don't think this is one of them. Two good defenses in this game. Uh, don't mind Tampa defense as a as a tournament flyer with Fournette. I mean, that's a pair you could definitely run out there um, with a running back defense stack. Looking at the New Orleans side of this game, I mean, gosh, I have no idea what to do. Mike Thomas came back and he looked good, but he only played like 60% of the snaps. It, it seems like they're not going to run him out there um, for a lot of running plays. And they're really just going to kind of focus on getting him the ball, which is what we want. Jarvis Landry, I think, was kind of the one that we were like, if he going into the into the year, like what was his role going to be with like Olive there as well? But I, I think Thomas Landry, both very playable. Kamara, it, I mean, I want to find like I, I, I don't want to say I'm not playing Kamara yet. Tough matchup against Tampa's run defense, but he can catch the ball in the backfield, which can give him plenty of upside. It's just more of this rib injury. Like, I can't play Kamara if he's only going to play 60% of the snaps again um, because he's 7,400, and I need I need production at that price. Yeah, definitely. This The Saints side is a little bit harder to figure out. Obviously, um, Jameis and, and Kamara dealing with, with the questionable tags. Um yeah, Kamara, just because of the Bucks' run defense is, is difficult. You It's through the passing game, but I don't know that I necessarily want to pair him with Jameis at this price. I don't know. I just I don't have enough interest in the New Orleans side, I don't think, which probably lowers my exposure to the, the Bucks side of the game as well. Like Michael Thomas, like he caught two touchdowns. He, he ran really hot, I think, for – for the amount of playing time that he received um, but like the targets are, are real that he's going to, he's going to get the ball when he's out there. I just, against his bucks D I don't, I don't have a ton of interest there. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I'm lukewarm at best on, on the Saints side of this. It's just like, I like the, the game being in the dome, but two really good defenses. So I'm kind of lukewarm on the game overall. Thomas is still cheap enough where like the targets can pay off. Um, at 5,800, I mean, if he has anything remote to a decent week this week, he's probably 6,500 next week. Um, I mean, Jarvis Landry, I think, is my favorite play from the Saints. He's going to be on the field. He's going to get the targets. He's 5K. He's so cheap um, just in general. So I think Landry, like Fournette, like secondary like stacks is where I'm going to be looking at in this game because while 44 and a half isn't a, is a – is a huge total. I mean, we have a one game over 50 on this slate. So we're going to see some slower games just in general. I mean, look at the games we're getting on Monday night. Look at the Thursday night game. We're missing out on some fast paced offenses on the main slate this week, like Tennessee, Buffalo, yeah. Monday night, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Monday night, chargers, chiefs, Thursday night. Like that's four or five of the better offenses in football. So got to, I think we got to temper our expectations a little bit on the slate in general because I feel like a lot of people are going to play that Arizona Vegas game. And I mean, it's a great game, but got to look elsewhere. I think this is a game you can kind of look at secondary stacks, but we're through three games and I haven't like loved a quarterback yet. So, I mean, this is one and definitely not going to love a quarterback in this next game. We got the Jets and Cleveland. 40 total in this one. Cleveland is a six-point favorite. It sounds like Wilson is doubtful to be back and play here, so it sounds like it's going to be Flacco, obviously. Um, still suspension on Watson, so 
we'll have to deal with that. Braxton Berrios is banged up. Nothing too much injury news here. Uh, Jets, we kind of worried a little bit about like what type of role Hall was going to have with Carter, and it was pretty split. We saw targets pretty split between Moore, Davis, Wilson, Berrios. Coughlin got targets. Like, What's crazy is like Flacco threw the ball 59 times um, last week in that game against Baltimore. Um, so if you think they're going to be down, it doesn't seem like the Jets have any issues just ripping the ball um, and not running the ball. So, I mean, that was kind of interesting take from week one. Yeah, the volume was absolutely surprising. Um, I I mean, I think you have to have some interest in a, in a bring back here. I, I definitely have interest in the Cleveland, at least the running side of things here. So if I want to pair that with a Jets receiver, I, I'm okay with that. Um, which one to do it with is more up in the air. Elijah Moore is like probably the guy that I'm looking at here. Um, what, what did Garrett Wilson do? I'm pulling that. Yeah, eight, well, eight targets for Garrett Wilson. I, I like that too. So Moore and Wilson are really the two that I'm looking at. Um, and it's really just looking for a bring back on the other side of, of Nick Chubb, who I'm really interested in on the other side. Um, definitely not playing any Flacco, but I don't mind the one of the receivers. Wilson um, got a lot of the red zone looks um, in week one, which is somewhat interesting. So did Coughlin. Um, what's interesting about Coughlin is he ran the second most routes, um, at, you know, in this offense in general. Elijah Moore was on the field for 91% of the time. He ran 55 routes. Uh, Coughlin ran 48 routes. And then Davis was at 41. And Wilson, uh, he only played 46% of the snaps, but he had both red zone targets for wide receivers. Um, Coughlin had the other one. So, I mean, just kind of interesting to note, it seems like maybe Moore and Davis kind of movers, maybe Coughlin and Wilson going to be using the red zone. I mean, that's great when you're thinking about like draftings compared to FanDuel, but I think it'd be crazy not to have some interest here in um, Tyler Coughlin at 3,400, just cheap tight end. And I wish he didn't score a touchdown last week against Baltimore. Maybe he'd be a little bit like overlooked here, but I still don't think he's going to be someone that gets a ton of ownership. So not going to touch the running game, not playing Joe Flacco, but I mean, all the air yards went to Corey Davis. So if you're looking for a big play, I think Corey Davis is the play. If you're looking for the targets, maybe more. And if you're looking for the touchdowns, maybe Wilson. But it's still, it's one week, can't overreact. But I'm expecting Cleveland to be up in this game. And I'm I'm with you as far as, you know, liking the running game here for Cleveland, liking Nick Chubb. And it's hard not to have interest in um, some of these runback options. Uh, let's talk this Cleveland team. Um, I mean, yeah, Nick Chubb's in a fantastic spot. He's in a split sh- split backfield still, and I mean, that still sucks, but he's still going to be the guy getting the majority of the carries. In large field tournaments, I don't hate maybe taking a shot on Kareem Hunt here. He's 6,600, and he can score a touchdown just as fast as Chubb can. Um, the passing game last week, I mean, Joku really was nothing, and it, it seems like it's going to be Cooper and um, Peoples, Peoples Jones, but I mean, Brissett missed Cooper. Cooper looked really good. I was watching um, some some stuff on him. I forgot who posted on Twitter. I would love to give them a shout out right now, but I can't remember. Um, it was one of the inside the pylon guys, um, and I cannot think of the Twitter handle right now, but 
Cooper was open a lot and Brissett missed missed him on two or three of his targets. So Cooper's still cheap. I think he's in play. People's Jones is 4,400. He's cheap. But the main target, like you were going to talk about here in a second, is Chubb and even Kareem Hunt. Um, give me your thoughts here on the Browns. Yeah, it, it's the running game. I, last week I was a little bit conflicted because I thought that was going to be a closer game. Um, I I thought Carolina had a, had a chance to win that game, obviously. Um, this game I'm pretty confident the Browns are going to be playing from a lead with the lead and and just judging by last year anytime they played with the lead they just consistently turned around and handed it off all game long i think we see a similar thing here so chubb is one of my favorite running running back plays on the slate he's right now he's not projecting for that much ownership um kareem hunt scored the two touchdowns last week kind of mentioned him in passing noting that he was the the receiving back and if they found themselves trailing he could get some work that way. He he ended up paying it off with two touchdowns anyway. Um, I did not play enough of him despite having some interest. Uh, but this week it's it's Nick Chubb for me first because I think he's the guy that they they sure they'll share the carries a little bit, but really it's Chubb. I think Hunt getting the the two touchdowns last week definitely. I mean, if, if you want my pick for a guy to score a touchdown this week, Chubb's getting in the end zone this week. I think he gets a ton of carries uh, with this game script. Love pairing him with the Browns D. Um, yeah, I mean, Ch- Chubb, I, I hope this ownership holds as, as we get closer to Sunday because I'm, I love what I'm seeing there. Yeah, I love that call as far as pairing Chubb with the the Cleveland defense. Um, not a thing that's talked about enough. Like, you know, this is a great spot uh, to look at, you know, stacking a defense with a running back. And it doesn't always work. I mean, if you look back to last week, the Dolphins were one of the highest scoring defenses last week and their running back stunk, so... I didn't have to do that last week. Um, I mean, if you paired him with Edmonds, it probably equaled out okay. But, yeah, because I did that a little bit. Miami at Baltimore is where we go next. This game has a 44.5 total. Baltimore is a 3.5-point favorite. Um, I mean, the biggest question mark here is still Dobbins. He did practice fully on Wednesday. We still have him as questionable. Gus Edwards is out. I think we see Dobbins return to the field here this week. Um, I don't think Baltimore is going to take Miami lightly. Let's talk about the Dolphins. Um, what are your thoughts here on Miami? Um, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. I, I don't think that I need to play Tua with those guys. I, I just want one or the other. Like These guys are just going to trade trade big weeks, I think. Um, both of them have an incredible role. Tyreek Hill was one of my favorite plays on the entire slate last week. Um, 12 targets, eight catches fell just short of the bonus, unfortunately, but great showing for him in his first game with the dolphins. Waddle caught the long touchdown, um, just five targets for him, but I think he was still a little bit banged up last week. So I'm like, he's going to have a huge role in this offense. It's those two guys that I'm I'm primarily interested in. I don't really think I need need Tua with them. Um, I'm just I'm targeting the wide receiver upside here from from Tyreek and from Waddle. Yeah, and um, Durham Smythe out snapped Gasecki last week. Yeah. Um, don't think I'm going to touch that situation. Miami's easy to me, man. Like, I, if you want to take a shot on Tua, I wouldn't talk you off of it everyone's going to play the Baltimore quarterback like Lamar in this game and run it back with like a Tyreek and Waddle. You could be the opposite. Hope that Tua has a big game um, and run it back with, um, you know, one of the many options that we're going to talk about here with Baltimore. But I like Tyreek Hill 
they they I mean they did exactly what we thought they were going to do last week with him. Yep. They said, "Hey, we went out and got this guy and we're going to use his speed." Uh, I mean, they short passes, long passes, you know, two underthrowing him already, like, you know, <laughs> Tyree kills in a great spot, but don't forget about Waddle. Large field tournaments, I still don't think I take a shot on Edmonds. I do think he's the lead back. He did play the most snaps. He's running some routes. He has some ceiling. Chase Edmonds is very good, and he's very underrated. Um, It's just a tougher matchup here against Baltimore. They're not as good as they once were against the run, but I think I'm looking at the passing game here because I think that Miami's going to be playing from behind. Lamar Jackson did not have a bad week one. Um, Fantastic game. Just really didn't need to do much in the second half. You know, we saw him air it out in the first half. We saw him, you know, get up three touchdowns and really just, I mean, his 213 yards does not really kind of describe his start. Um, Miami defense looks great. What are we doing here with Baltimore? Yeah, I am kind of torn on this Lamar thing. Um, you mentioned they were they were playing from way ahead, so that that factored into things. But six rushing attempts is not not what we're looking for, for to find Lamar Jackson's ceiling. Um, I don't know how much this being a contract year for him plays into that. I'll have to definitely want to keep an eye on that. It's going to be an ownership dependent thing. Like right now, he's not projecting as one of the higher owned quarterbacks. I wouldn't be surprised if by the time we get to Sunday, he's he's coming in with a little bit more popularity. There is kind of this narrative building around, is he going to run? Um, because he's he's entering his free agent year without that that big big money bag secured. I don't know. I, so I'm kind of just going to take a wait-and-see approach on Lamar. I have respect for this this Miami defense. I don't think it's a great spot for him anyway. Um, if, if Lamar's getting popular, it's, it's a week I could see myself being underweight on him. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely hear you on that. Um... For me, unlike Lamar here, I just think this is a spot you can pair him with Andrews. You could pair him with Bateman. Like I know the targets were kind of spread out, but Bateman really got the air yards. He's he's going to be the guy. Him and Andrews. Like we were really high on Andrews last week. You and I yeah. both talked about him very high. I had him ranked high. I played him a ton. You're telling me Devin Duvernay is not going to catch two touchdowns every week? No, I'm, I'm telling you that's not going to be the case. And if he does, he's going to have a, a Hall of Fame year. But, I, I mean, go back to the well on Andrews here. He's the number one wide receiver. Bateman's the number two wide receiver. Run it back with Hill. Like, there's stack options here. We haven't had many stack options yet. Um, so, I, I like Baltimore in this game. Washington at Detroit. 49 total in this game. One of the highest totals um, on the weekend. Detroit's a slight favorite here at minus is it one and a half? Is it still I think it's still one and a half. So uh DeAndre Swift popped up on the injury report, did not practice on Wednesday with an ankle. Something to kind of pay attention to because I mean obviously Jamal Williams at fifty four hundred in, in a lead back role would be the one of the top point per dollar running backs on the slate. So pay attention to that. Jamison Williams still out for Detroit. Um just something to note, but Let's talk about Washington first. Um, you know, we talked about Antonio Gibson last week. He looked good. He really did. Um, McKisnick's still getting that like third down roll, but it was really cool to see Gibson have eight targets in the game they were trailing. Um, McLaurin had a big play. Dotson played, but I mean, I don't know what to think of 
Curtis Samuel having 11 targets last week. I, I think that's like a week one overreaction here. I don't expect him to be the guy. I, I really think like McLaurin is going to be the guy and, you know, Dotson is going to be that number two guy. What are your thoughts here on Washington? This is, this might be my favorite game of the week. Um, I also love the Las Vegas game, but everyone's going to love that game. Um, I like Atlanta, Los Angeles as well. Um, but Washington, Detroit, it's like Detroit has a really bad defense. They play in a dome. There's some talent on this Washington offense. Terry McLaurin is one of the best wide receivers in the, in the NFL at, from a, st- a talent standpoint. Um, I'm, I'm going to stack up some Carson Wentz, ter- Terry McLaurin this week. Uh, Dotson had a very good account of himself for, for his first game in the NFL. He's not probably not going to catch two touchdowns again. That one um, catch down he had, that catch was it, very phenomenal. nice catch. Yeah. yeah. I, he, he's a little bit of an older rookie. I, I mean, I think this guy can play and he can play right away. Um, I really like what I, what I saw out of him 4,200 for him. I think he makes a ton of sense. The Wentz McLaurin Dotson stack it, is not very expensive. Um, I think this game environment provides enough upside for all of them to get there. I love the runbacks on the Detroit side. Um, we'll see what Logan Tom, obviously Logan Thomas was a little bit banged up last week. I'm not sure whether he's fully healthy or not, but it's, it's the wide receivers. And I agree with you that the, the targets for Samuel were a bit of an outlier. I think we see much more for Terry and, and even a, a little bit more for Dotson this week. The Wentz McLaurin Dotson stack is where I'm at. One of my favorite game environments of the week. I mean, we would be crazy not to say like this dude had 11 targets on 34 routes run for Samuel. That's almost like yeah, and he's 4600. So yeah, yeah. I mean, by all so, means, if you want to play Samuel, go for it. But right, like I think it's like an overreaction if he like we don't have him projected for a ton of ownership yet. Um, but yeah, I mean. We'll see where the ownership is like after everybody starts talking football um, for the week, you know, I could, I could see this game gaining some popularity as, as the week goes on. Like Washington's defense will eventually be good, I think. But as long as Chase Young is out um, and they're on the road and it's in a dome like this, this just screams like this. This might be the game that gets steamed. I really hope it doesn't because I, I love it early in the week here. Yeah, we have. Samuel around one one percent ownership right now. Let's see where that ends up Saturday after everyone like starts talking football and you know getting into the week and seeing like, oh dude, this guy had a ton of looks. So, but I uh, just really quick, I just I mean as much as I like Wentz as a cheap quarterback play this week and the passing game, I really like Gibson again. Um, uh, Gibson is someone I played in cash last week. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if I end up on Gibson in cash again this week. Uh, I do like. Gibson a lot. The fact that like he showed us last week he might actually be game skip game script proof um at 6200 against Detroit. I'm in. So uh the Detroit side of this game, I mean, we said it, right? Like we have to see where Swift is going to be at because if he's out, um Jamal Williams is gosh, he's going to be playing 70% of the snaps if not more. He would be a fantastic play. If Swift plays, I think you're with me on liking him. But my boy St. Brown last week started so slow. I got really worried there. Um, But still 12 targets, 8 catches, touchdown, 64 yards. DJ Chark had some air yards. It was good to see, like, we're going to kind of be able to project where this offense is going to go. Hawkinson, Chark, Brown, Swift, 
Um, I, I'm with you. I like the Detroit side of this game too. Yep, I'm I'm right there. Um, St. Brown is going to have a massive role this season. Chark is going to be the area yards guy all year long. I don't think DJ Chark's very good. He's athletic, but he's not a great wide receiver. Amon Ross St. Brown is far and away the best wide receiver on this team. He earns the targets. Uh, he's just going to continue to get peppered. He's going to be one of my favorite plays probably every week. Um, on DraftKings, like, I don't, don't care where this price goes. He's, he's still going to be in play for me. Um, like there was concern last week that when St. Brown was putting up his massive target shares, Hawkinson was on the sideline with an injury. Well, Hawkinson was back last week and St. Brown still got peppered with targets. So I'm fully on board this, this Detroit offense now, and it's St. Brown and it's Hawkinson and it's Swift. Um, I don't know that I want the golf stack with that. Um, but as far as a run back on, on my Wentz stacks, I absolutely love all three of those guys. I'm still up in the air on, on whether I can go Goff, St. Brown, Hawkinson. I mean, I, I could see it getting there, but I think I prefer stacking the Washington side and running it, running it back with one of the tr- Detroit guys. Um, Detroit a slight favorite at this point, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Washington playing with the lead in this game. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not playing Swift because he's a he's a guy that we've seen catch a ton of balls out of the backfield in a trailing game script. Um, but yeah, it's it's really really the three guys from Detroit that I have a ton of interest. Just probably will stack the Washington side as, as the the heavy side of my stack and run it back with one of the three Detroit guys. Yeah, I mean the only thing you ever worry about with DeAndre Swift in any game is just getting vultured um, from Williams. So I actually don't hate. Jared Goff at 5,400. You know, we haven't talked about a ton of quarterbacks yet. We're going to talk about some. Don't worry. Um, but on this slate with taking off, you know, four of the five, four or five elite quarterbacks um, on some of the other slates, I mean, I think Jared Goff at 5,400, it might not be a bad week to kind of save some money at, at quarterback because, I mean, I think Kyler will be pretty popular. I think Burrow is probably $1,000 too cheap, and we'll talk about that. But I mean, there's some good quarterback plays we're going to talk about. All right, we got the Colts and the Jaguars here. This game opened at 47. It's been bet down to 45 and a half. There's some potential rain. It's Florida. It rains every day. Um, It just really depends on, like, how much rain because it's light rain. It doesn't really matter. But Colts are still a a three-and-a-half-point favorite, even with this game kind of being bet down. Um, no, I didn't see any big injury news in this one. Um, it doesn't sound like the, the Pittman thing is anything more than just kind of limiting him, um, in practice early in the week. So I fully expect him to play. Same. I saw Colts first. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Colts? Yeah. I mean, lots of interest here. Um, Jonathan Taylor, obviously outstanding. He's expensive, but anytime they're favored, I mean, there's there's a chance he's going to get 25 carries, uh, always live for multiple touchdowns. Going to be one of the best plays every week. Um, no different this week. Michael Pittman, the price has adjusted some, but he's still a little bit underpriced. Um, he was massive chalk last week because he was significantly underpriced, and then he went out there and got 13 targets and 121 yards. So. I don't think that the ownership's coming down all that much this week, despite the price coming up. I still like him. Um, we'll see where the ownership lands on whether I'm I'm looking to 
pair him with the Matt Ryan stack, but Matt Ryan is a little bit of an underrated quarterback. I, I know he's getting older, but there's still some talent here for Ryan. When he's got a guy like Pittman to throw to, I have interest. Um, Jacksonville is not a defense that scares me. I like the Colts in this spot. It'll it'll either be a Ryan Pittman stack or or um, a Jonathan Taylor, just one of the best running back plays. And people just don't believe that, that he's going to continue to get that volume. I, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. Um, I'm totally on board with with playing him, even on DraftKings. He doesn't catch a ton of passes, but he, that touchdown equity is is still some of the best in the league. So give me some Jonathan Taylor or give me give me the Ryan Pittman stack. I mean, he had seven targets last week. Um, obviously yeah, it's not, not like Ryan. he's a zero in the passing game, but just not he doesn't have the upside of like a McCaffrey or something like that, but. Yeah, I mean, do we I don't know. Maybe he does. I mean, maybe he does. Matt Ryan has always been someone that likes to dump the ball off to running back. So maybe Taylor with Ryan at quarterback, we maybe he yeah, does they, have that ceiling. They if do still gonna, have Hines. They use Hines in that role though is is part of the problem. But Yeah, I but mean, I if, mean if we look at week 1, I mean, he he had 11 more routes run. He played 75% of the snaps like I don't know. It's tough to say. Um because I, I mean, that was a close game, and I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, I think people overlooking Jacksonville just a little bit. I think they can keep games close with this offense, but I mean, Taylor is one of the top running backs on the slate. He's just ninety nine hundred. Um, yep. It's just tough price wise. Um, Pittman's fantastic. The only guy, other guy, I don't know if this is a week one thing. I don't know if we want to overreact, but he's twenty six hundred. Keelan Granson. Um, Started this started the game like on the bench and out snapped Mo Ali Cox out route ran him and had seven targets compared to two targets. Um, listen, this this offense is super easy. Taylor and Pittman are the main two guys that are going to get the targets, the rushing, the touches, all that stuff. Um, taking anybody outside of those two guys in this offense is super risky. But I just wanted to note it at 2,600. Um, he definitely outscored my boy Cole Komet last week. So Jacksonville side here. I mean, the Colts run defense is solid. But, I mean, Christian and Kirk, I ended up playing him quite a bit last week because um, I ended up playing more Washington than I thought I was going to originally. Super encouraging that he had 12 targets. He had the 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 air yards, the target share, played 90% of the snaps, like 5,700. He got a little bit of a price increase, but if I'm looking at playing some of these Colts, I'm definitely looking at playing some Kirk here. Yeah, the Jonathan Taylor, Christian Kirk, secondary mini stack, whatever you want to call it, is, is phenomenal. One of the best this week. This role for Kirk, they, they paid this dude. Um, he's very clearly a huge part of their plans. 12 targets, 117 yards. Um, yeah, I mean, it, he's an ideal run back. That's part of why I like Taylor so much this week is because I, I know how to correlate that. It's just play Kirk on the other side. Um, that's that's really about the extent of my Jacksonville interest. I, I have concerns about Trevor Lawrence. I don't, don't think I, that I want to start any stacks off with him. Um, like Marvin Jones, Zay Jones are really more deep threats than anything else. It's Christian Kirk is the volume guy. And if I'm if I'm projecting Indy to play from ahead and I'm playing some John, Jonathan Taylor teams, 
the target monster is the guy that I want to run that back with. And that's very clearly Christian Kirk. So tons of interest in Christian Kirk, not much uh, as far as anything else goes here. Yeah. The running back situation seems very split. Um, very tough to kind of figure out. I probably don't touch. I mean, the running defense is just so good anyway with the Colts that I want the passing game anyway. Um, if I was going to take a shot outside of Kirk, it would probably be Zay Jones. Um, he looked really good in the preseason with Lawrence, and it kind of carried in here. So it's Kirk. I mean, I don't want to overthink this. It's Christian Kirk here um, if I'm playing some Jacksonville. And I'm going to. I mean, I'm going to have the Colts. Um, I don't mind the Indiana or the, the Colts defense um, either. Um, really quick, just want to mention that if you want to play them and Taylor. Atlanta at L.A., Taking on the Rams, 47.5 total here. The defending Super Bowl champs, a 10.5-point favorite in this one. Uh, this one has been bet down to 46.5 most places now. No, I mean, no huge in- injuries here. Van Jefferson is banged up. Um, Damian Williams is a little banged up. I, I don't know if he uh, – it's like a rib injury, and, I mean, that could potentially help um patterson who knows what are your thoughts here on atlanta really the majority of my atlanta interest comes in playing the other side of of the rams um definitely don't see any reason to go down to to mariota patterson i think can be in play even as a run back like we saw him this dude have just some massive games um with he ran really hot on touchdowns so let's let's not over push this but Patterson had an amazing fantasy year last season he had a what looked to be a very good role now you did mention that Damian Williams injury if Williams is a full go I am a little bit concerned about that but I don't know Patterson at, at 6k he's he was a low on play that was a, a tournament's tournament difference maker on several weeks in last year's season so don't forget about him but really the guys I, I'm looking at are Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Um, like I said, I have, I have tons of interest in, in the Rams. Uh, I think they're going to put up a bunch of points here. We'll, we'll talk about that situation in a second, but Pitts is still underpriced. Um, 5,400 on DraftKings is maybe close uh, pulling up his yeah, and FanDuel is still 5,900. That's just, that's way too, too cheap. Um, Drake London re- looked really good as well. So if I, if I'm not playing Pitts, I don't mind, mine using London as the run back. Um, but really, like I said, it's, it's primarily just playing the other side of this Rams offense. One of my favorite tournament plays this week is Marcus Mariota. Um, call me crazy. You can call me crazy. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't think the Rams defense looked great in the first week. Um, it's one game. I don't want to overreact, but, and it was Josh Allen. Don't get me wrong, but, I mean, they're not the same defense they were last year. They're missing some major pieces to that defense. Mariota ran the ball 12 times for 72 yards. Like, that's the type of dual threat we want to see. Like, that's the type of dual threat we paid so much for for Lamar over the last couple years. Like, if he's going to run the ball 10 times in a game and throw the ball 30 times in a game, they're going to trail in this game. They're huge dogs in this game. So... Mariota Pitts, Mariota London, um, Mariota Naked, I think is super playable in this game. But I think at 5,600 with his dual threat ability, 
He's just a guy that I'm going to be playing in some tournaments, and I don't think he gets hardly any ownership because there's such big dogs in this game. So just wanted to throw that one out there. We haven't projected for like 1% ownership right now. So uh, I like Marcus Mariota in tournaments, and I don't mind Patterson. I ate poo last week with Patterson taking his under-rushing prop at like 39.5, and he almost tripled that, or he did triple that. So, uh, I mean, I don't mind Patterson. I don't believe it still. I played him a lot last year, made a lot of money with Patterson, but I think London, he started slow. He looked great in the second half. Um, I think they continue to try to get Kyle Pitts more involved in this passing offense. And I think Marcus Mariota with his legs is really interesting for tournaments. The Rams on the other side of this game. I mean, the Rams looked terrible in week one. Uh, That Buffalo defense just absolutely (laughs) ate the lunch of Matthew Stafford. Good thing for him. He gets Atlanta, and they're one of the worst defenses in the league. Cooper Cup, 15 targets. Tyler Higby, 11 targets. I mean, they want to get Allen Robinson more involved. (laughs) Okay, um, I hear you. My biggest thing here is, like, the run defense for Atlanta is so trash. But who do we trust? I mean, Henderson got first opportunity, and we barely saw Cam Akers. I I don't know what to think here. What are your thoughts on the Rams? I mean, so many question marks outside of Cooper Cup, I think. Absolutely. Like, Cooper Cup is the lock it in, play him no matter what. If Daryl Henderson, who got 55% of the market share of the rushes last week, continues with that role he's the most underpriced player on the slate with this matchup he's 5700 going against atlanta in a game at home game where they're massive favorites 5700 home game massive favorites he is the most underpriced player on the slate if we could lock in that 55 percent market share of the rushes he, had, he played 80 percent of the snaps <laughs> in like, a game they were trailing they didn't even put acres out there to try to oh man um the problem is we don't know if we can try it. Like we have no idea if we're going to see that again. Um, like McVay's comments on acres were, were not great. Like they, he was talking about him missing assignments. You've seen the, there was one particular play where uh, he just completely whiffed on picking up the blitz up the middle. Um, like, so like you see where the issues are with acres, the Rams don't trust him right now. I wouldn't be surprised if this is still Henderson's backfield. Depends on where the ownership goes as we get closer to Sunday, but I'm I'm definitely keeping an eye on this situation. If Henderson has anything like the role we saw in week one, he's a fantastic play. Um, and then the passing game I, I have interest in too, just because Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup and like he he's a slate winner on multiple occasions. Um, just massive upside with this target share that that he continues to get. I think he's proven to us he's it's not going away. Allen Robinson, I mean, as a Bears fan, watching him the last couple of years, I took a a, a huge stance that he was a talented guy that was going to get plenty of um, opportunity in week one with the, the best quarterback he's ever played with in his career, and it just didn't come to fruition. Um, Robinson looked like trash last year, all, all season long last year, and I thought it was a contract dispute, and he wasn't really – interested in being out there. So the bears just kind of worked him out of the game plan. But then what I saw in week one is very, very concerning. So just give me Cooper cup. That's the only piece I needed the passing game. I'm, I'm fine with Higby. I don't think that, that, that target share is real, especially in a game that they're massively ahead in. 
compared to last week when they were behind the entire game. So give me Cooper Cup, give me Daryl Henderson. That's about all, all I'm interested in, but it's very, very heavy interest. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind taking some shots on Allen Robinson. I mean, McVay definitely said he wanted to get him get him more involved, and I, I believe that. I mean, Cooper Cup is Stafford's dude. Um, I'm with you on Higby. I mean, they trailed that whole game, so they were throwing a lot. But, yeah, I mean, I think my favorite play, considering Price, is Henderson, which is crazy, but... I mean, the price is fantastic, and the matchup is fantastic. I mean, if Akers was the guy here, he would be 30% owned. So, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of coach speak we get out of practice this week as far as the split. And, like, that's really going to drive ownership, I think. It wouldn't be crazy to just go massively overweight on Akers because if he is the guy that's out – like, they're both the same price, essentially – Whoever is leading this backfield is very much in play. Um, honestly, they're they're both in play regardless. Um, just because if if the Rams get out to a huge lead, even if Henderson is the guy that at the start of the game, maybe they close the game with Acres trying to get him going a little bit. So I could I could see playing either one of the running backs honestly. All right, cruising along here. We got Seattle at San Francisco, 41 and a half total in this game. San Francisco opened at 10. It's down to nine. There's still favorites here. I wrote this up in scores and odds. Here's a freebie for everybody. Um, I love Seattle plus 10. I mean, it's plus nine now. I still like that a lot. Um, we'll see. I mean, Kittle still not practicing Wednesday, dealing with the groin. Mitchell out for weeks now. Walker is expected to play here behind Penny for Seattle. There's some potential weather. Geno Smith looked really solid. I'll say that in the first half of that game. I mean, and they kind of figured him out in the second half, but I mean, he still completed 82% of his passes. He had two touchdowns. They, I mean, they did Pete Carroll mode. They went into ball control mode and I don't know. I, I don't see a reason that Seattle is, a 10 point dog in this game by any means. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Seahawks? Yeah. Gino looked really good. Um, very surprising. I, I don't know that I I'm trusting that again. Um, he has talented wide receivers, so it wouldn't be the most unreasonable, unreasonable thing. Um, but I don't think that I'm playing for that. The other guy that looked really good was Rashad Penny, but I'm, I'm with you. I just, I, like I don't I think plus nine is too much, but I don't know that I see them leading this game. I mean, don't get me wrong, oh, I don't Trey think Lance, they win this game. But... Right, but yeah, plus nine is a big margin. So like playing a, a penny who's not the most talented pass catching guy in the world. Um, but he looked really good. So I, I have some interest here. I, I don't know. San Francisco defense supposed to be good um got torched by the bears and justin fields in the second half of that game in the rain last week so there's some concerns here like lockett and metcalf are so talented like i want to have an interest in this game the the rain does scare me off a little bit the the potential weather like you mentioned but penny is really cheap and i I really like the way that he looked um I don't know. The the more I talk about this, the Bears just beat the Niners. And like Seattle, I don't think is any worse than the Bears. Like, could I see this playing out similar to that game? I could. 
And I think that I would have a ton of interest in Penny if they at all played with the lead. So maybe I take some some deep field tournament shots on Penny. As far as Metcalf and Lockett go, I just I, I might need to see it from Gino another week or two before I, I jump on board that. Um, it also might be the cheapest that, that you see these guys all year long. So double-edged sword there. Um, I think Penny would be the guy I lean to and just just hope that they can get out to a lead and he, and he gets the work. Walker being back would definitely put a damper on on that, and then I would just kind of stay away from the from the whole Seattle side here. Walker fully practiced Wednesday. I think he's going to play. Um, yeah, that definitely hurts. Penny does it turn sure. it into like a sixty forty instead of like I think Homer played thirty um, percent, and we saw Penny at like almost eighty percent. Does it go down to sixty with Walker? It's tough to say. He's a rookie. Um, Pete Carroll loves using multiple running backs, though, so. I think my favorite play from Seattle is DK Metcalf because if they are trailing, I mean, he's a guy that's just so incredibly talented and his size is just so massive that, I mean, this is a dude that can have big games. Um, The air yards was a little concerning week one, but I mean, he caught all seven targets. They really went two wide receiver sets for most of the game. Um, So, yeah, I mean. I don't think I play Noah Fant. I mean, we saw Drisley get a, some <laughs> some red zone looks and um, Parkinson as well. So I I really think it's DK, and I don't hate Lockett, but it's DK Metcalf for me. My problem here is San Francisco. Um, I, I think Jeff Wilson is likely going to be pretty popular here. He's going to be a lead back at fifty one hundred. Seattle's run defense did not look great in week one. Um, I just, it's tough for me. Uh, Wilson's definitely a solid play. Um, just, man, what do we, what do we think Keith, as far as like snap share for Wilson here? You, th- you think he gets like 70, 80% snap share? Do you think they show some gadget plays with Lance and like Debo in this game? I think Debo is the one I'm concerned about. The the two rookies, I, I mean, they're going to get some work for sure. Debo is the guy that I could see really taking over um, part of Wilson's share. I still have plenty of interest in Wilson. My the biggest concern I have is, I, I just don't know if San Francisco is is that good of a team. Like, <laughs> I I did not think the Bears had any chance in that game last week, and I know the the conditions were were rough. Windy, rainy, mucky field. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I so know. It's maybe, tough to maybe say. I'm just jaded from seeing that performance from, from Trey Lance and the 49ers last week, but I'm struggling just to even, even them like your plus nine that you talked like. I absolutely love that call. <laughs> I don't know. Wilson is too cheap. I'm, I'll play some, assuming that he doesn't become like one of the top two most popular plays on the slate, but. I think I'm out on Trey Lance, and I know he has a ton of ton of rushing upside. But if we're seeing weather again, I just like he's not going to throw for 300 yards. Like, could he could he run for two or could he throw for 200, run for 100, and and end up with four total touchdowns? Of course he can, but I don't know. I, I I'm going to have to see it out of him first. I just I don't love this game environment overall. Just the weather it even dampers that feeling further. So. Going to kind of wait and see on this one. Um, 
you talked about just the slate overall is not there aren't as many high totals as last week so maybe this game creeps into it the pricing is is certainly fair uh lance is really cheap wilson's really cheap maybe i get more invested in this game as the week rolls along but as of right now i'm I'm just i'm kind of out on it yeah i mean i don't mind um wilson or debo trey lance in a large field tournament maybe a bounce back game for him type of idea. I mean, he's still going to run the ball and I mean, he's still a dual threat, but <clears throat> I mean, you get the same thing from kind of Debo. You're going to get probably 10 rushing attempts and he has the ability to get 10 targets. So you're paying 7,800 for a wide receiver that could potentially touch the ball 15 to 20 times in a game. It's just fantastic. So um, yeah, Debo's my favorite player. I, I didn't make that very clear, but totally agree with you. I, I think he could, easily rush for a touchdown and catch a touchdown um, should have a massive role in this game um, with the injury at running back. Houston at Denver 45 total here. Denver is a 10 point favorite. No, I mean, I didn't see any injury news out of either side here that really mattered. KJ Hamler. It sounded like it was just kind of limiting that knee injury through practice Wednesday. If he was out, I mean, it would matter a little bit, but not too much. Um, Start here with Houston. I mean, Houston's super easy for me. It's Brandon Cooks, and that's it. Um, what are your thoughts here on Houston? Yeah, I do like Brandon Cooks. He's the run back, obviously. Um, the The backfield is really cheap, but I'm not sure that we can trust that Rex Burkhead is actually the lead back here. Um, Damian Pierce was the presumed lead back last week, and that's not how it played out. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see that flip this week. Um, I don't I think take eight targets, dude, and played seventy <laughs> percent of the snaps. Like, yes. oh, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, Love, Lovey Smith made some con- comments about just kind of. I don't know exactly what his words were, but um, like looking back on the game, he's like, "Yeah, we kind of just forgot about Pierce, and we didn't get him in there enough." And it's like, well, how how does that happen? First of all, is my first question. Um, kind of just seems like. Burkhead was doing the job and they, he like Lovey Smith is a kind of an old timey coach and he just, he just stuck with the veteran there. But if Pierce comes out and starts, starts having, starts ripping off some big carries, I wouldn't be surprised to see them stick with him. I don't have a ton of interest because it's a tougher matchup against Denver. They're projected to play from behind. Um, Burkhead, I think you, you could use as a run back in a trailing game script. Like you mentioned his targets. Um, certainly don't think that that's an anomaly. Um, just don't, don't expect the early down work that Burke had got in week one. I could see that going away in favor of a much larger share for P- Pierce. Um, but the passing game role, I do feel is secure for Burkehead. So don't mind him as a run back on the other side of Wilson stacks. Um, and then Brandon cooks as the other guy. So it'd be Burkehead very slightly, but cooks is the main target. Like you said. Yeah, and we're going to – I mean, we're going to play some Russ Wilson this week for sure. So running it back with Cooks, um, I mean, this is a fantastic spot for Russell Wilson. Obviously, lost in Seattle. Um, this is a huge bounce-back spot for him. Houston projects as one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Williams is in a fantastic spot if you want to take some shots on him. Um, I'm not too worried about, like, Melvin Gordon. It's probably a 60-40 share but uh, i mean the spot is so good for williams that i I think he could you know snap off some big runs here but 
I mean, I'm going to go Wilson Sutton. I'm going to go Wilson Judy. I think those are the two guys uh, to look at here. And honestly, they're both somewhat cheap. You know, Jerry Judy had a big game having the touchdown and over 100 yards on that one big play, really. Uh, but I still think Sutton's the number one guy. You know, he was getting a lot of the air yards. He got the – I mean, they both played a good amount of snaps. But I definitely like Wilson this week. And, I mean, I like the pieces around him too. Yeah, I, I like this Denver offense in general. Um, it is kind of tough to pin down. Um, the, the rushing share last week, 47% for Williams, 35% for, for Melvin Gordon, 14% for Russell Wilson. Um Gordon's still Gordon's not going away. I know we all want Javante Williams to have this the the main share of this backfield. He's very clearly the lead guy, but Gordon definitely has a role still. Um, the positive of this is they're ten point home favorites, and if they're up by that much and they just are turning around and handing it off a bunch of times, there should be enough share for for each of them. So I do like Javante Williams quite a bit. Um, looked really good, proved very capable in the passing game and a trailing game script as well. Um, so nice to see that for future reference, 12 targets. Like, I don't think anybody expected he, that. Yeah. I mean, he led the team in this, the target share is crazy. Yeah, absolutely nuts. Um, and then I, I just, I have an interest in this Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson led passing attack as well. Um, it's Sutton and it's Judy. I agree. Sutton is still slightly ahead for me, despite Judy's performance last week. Um, Akui Boonham, the tight end is also really cheap. So like, like Russ is a running quarterback, but I'm not sure that he has the same type of rushing upside as a Trey Lance or a Lamar Jackson at this point in his career. Like I think he would rather sit in the pocket if he can. Um, so I don't mind Russ double stacks, especially when I have cheap pieces like um, Albert O that I can throw in there as well. So yeah, get, I, I'm very high on Denver this week. think it's a great spot for them. Um, agree that they could bounce back pretty easily after kind of getting embarrassed in week one. All right, we got the game that, I mean, we've, we've been waiting to talk about. It's Arizona at L, or Las Vegas taking on the Raiders. 51 and a half total here. Open net, Raiders minus six. It's still Raiders minus five and a half. Um, Moore and Bolden are both banged up in this game. It's something to kind of just pay attention to. Um, I mean, Moore makes a huge difference if he plays or not in this past game. So definitely something to note. Bolden, I mean, he was someone that scored a touchdown last week. So if he doesn't play, maybe opens up a little bit more for like Jacobs or White. Um, talk to me here about Arizona. Yeah, I mean, this game environment is the best on the slate, highest total, um, very fast paced, two very talented offenses. Uh, obviously, Arizona dealing with some injuries and a suspension for for their number one wide receiver has them limited a little bit, but I think that just kind of serves to keep this game a little closer. Neither defense is fantastic, in my opinion. Um, this should be a, a high-scoring back-and-forth affair, in my opinion. Uh, Kyler Murray right now is probably my favorite quarterback on the slate. Um, Carr on the other side is right there with him. Who to pair him with is, is interesting. Uh, obviously has tons of rushing upside, so you can skinny stack this if you want. Uh, Marquise Brown, kind of a disappointment last week. He did get there with a touchdown, um, but I would say his his overall role was not quite what we were expecting. Um, A.J. Green disappointed, didn't get a ton of work. Uh, Greg Dorch is the guy that kind of stole all of the targets 
Um, he's 3,500 this week. I'll, like, as far as guys running out of the slot, that's kind of the, the, what we saw in the preseason is, is Dorch was the main slot guy. So with Rondell, if Rondell Moore misses again, I think Greg Dorch is absolutely in play at 3,500 on DraftKings. Nine targets last week. I don't necessarily know that they're going to, that Arizona will, will be trailing, um, but they certainly could be. And I think Dorch gets a ton of targets again in that scenario. So I like him as a cheap option. Um, Hollywood is, is obviously the number one option. I don't know what to do with AJ green. I played a fair amount of him last week. Just didn't really see like, this is, this is a dude well past his prime, um, who kind of only has this opportunity until Hopkins is out. Um, I think I lean, I go back to Hollywood and, and maybe sprinkle in some Dorch and don't, don't forget about Zach Ertz. I think he certainly has, has a big role here as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's this Arizona passing attack. James Conner also in play, like just this, everyone on this team is in play both sides of this game. Uh, this is the best game of the, of, of the week. Um, I think just picking favorites, it's uh, Marquise Brown for me. And I Dorch, I think is just a super sneaky uh, punt wide receiver. I'm interested in as well. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have a ton of interest in Marquise Brown um, played him a lot last week. And yeah, I mean, like, he, I wouldn't say he got there, but he didn't not get there. I mean, he the fourteen points for the touchdown. Um, yeah, the touchdown. he didn't get there as far as like a tournament smash by any means. But looking at like the advanced stats, I mean, he had forty percent of the air yards. So like they're going to try to get this guy the ball. Um, Kansas City played a great game last week. I think this is a, a better matchup for him against uh, the Raiders. So I, I like Marquise Brown a lot. I if. If more is out, I'm with you on Dorch, and I definitely have some interest in Ertz. Um, Connor kind of got there last week. He was someone that I talked about as like a contrarian tournament play. I played him a bunch last week in too. my Kansas yep. City stacks, and I, I wouldn't say it was pretty, but he got there. I mean, he got the goal line carry. That's what you want to see. He played the snaps, 71%. So, I mean, I have interest in Kyler. I have interest in Hollywood Brown, and I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I mean... Everyone does. So, yeah, just on Connor, real quick, like we talked about last week, how with Chase Edmonds out, he really has the pass down work as well. Um, they trailed the whole game and he had six targets. Um, that That's definitely very, a very healthy role. I, if you would have told me that they, they were down the entire game, I probably would have thought he had actually a couple more than that, but still really nice to see. I mean, six targets is, is plenty healthy. That's a very good role, and obviously the the rushing upside was limited because they were they were in a hole from from the start. So um, just t- ten rushing attempts, but this is a guy that can go over twenty rushing attempts on any in any given game. Um, so yeah, Con- Connor is absolutely uh, has a great role and very much in play. We talked about it last week coming in, and we were like, you know, the Raiders went out and got Adams. And he's probably going to get a bunch of targets. Uh, I'll be the first to say that I did not expect Adams to have 70 or 17%, like 17 targets, 50% of the target share in this offense. Like Darren Waller is still there. Hunter Renfro is still there. I mean, car to Adams combo this year is going to be something that, I mean, I might take shots on it all year. Um, It doesn't matter the matchup. And the fact that they get Arizona here, Keith, I mean, 
17 targets, 10 catches. He's the guy. And it, they're like, hey, we went out and got him. We're going to use him. Um, he's still one of the best wide receivers in the league. Uh, I mean, he's 8,600, but he might be the safest wide receiver on this slate. I mean, we were taking Minnesota off this slate. We're taking, you know, Kansas City. We're taking LA. Like, I mean, we're going to talk about Jamar Chase in the next game. I don't think Dallas can keep up with Cincinnati in that game. And I think Arizona can keep up with the Raiders in this game. So I have Devonte Adams as my top wide receiver, even over Cooper cup this week. Yeah. I mean, after seeing that, that performance last week, I think you have to um, like, we had some questions about whether Aaron Rodgers was making Devonte Adams or, or, um, or Adams was making Roger like that, just that connection. Obviously they were together for so long. It was, we, there were some questions about what we would see with Adams in a new environment. Um, and he just came out and proved that he's the same old outstanding wide receiver one um, and every bit as good as anybody in the NFL. So tons of interest, like we talked about the best game environment on the entire slate and perhaps the best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, Derek Carr has, is a better quarterback than, than he gets credit for. Oftentimes he did not play great last week and Adam still he put up a monster yeah, game. He like terrible. <laughs> uh, like Carr was one of my highest exposed quarterbacks last week. He almost threw for 300 yards and he looked awful. Um, I'm going right back to him this week. He, he's underpriced. The car to Adam stack is probably going to be my highest on stack. Um, I love this game. It's, it's very clearly Adams. <laughs> I still think that Waller has a role in this offense. He, he might be a bit overpriced um, because of Adams' presence there. Kind of the same for Renfro. Like I, I still think that there there are paths, especially in a game environment like this, uh, for Carr Adams plus one of those two to get there. But it is a little bit tricky with with Renfro and and Waller still being priced in the mid fives. Like that's a little bit more than I would like to pay for my third piece tip typically. Um, but just because of the talent overall of this group, I will I will stack some of those and and total game environment. I think I think we can go over this point total pretty easily. Um, love love the Las Vegas side for sure. If if Las Vegas does get up in this game, um, Waller he was kind of absent that whole first half. I think three of his catches were in the fourth quarter. Um, definitely something to kind of pay attention to here with Adams. So. The ultimate like contrarian tournament play this week, I think, is Josh Jacobs. He's fifty eight hundred. Arizona has a terrible run defense. If Bolden doesn't play, I really don't think we see a lot of Abdullah or White here. So I think like I could even see like playing because Jacobs is so cheap and Carr is so cheap. That you could play the the very rare quarterback, running back, wide receiver stack, and hope you nail like all four or five touchdowns here for Las Vegas. But I don't think anyone's going to play Josh Jacobs this week. And I mean, all it takes is pass interference in the end zone, and this dude, you know, taking away a couple touchdowns. So just just kind of want to you know throw that out there. We haven't projected at like five percent. We haven't projected really well. Um, point per dollar wise. So Josh Jacobs, just kind of keep that name in the back of your head this week. 
We finished it out with Cincinnati at Dallas, 42 total here. The Bengals, a seven and a half point favorite. Obviously, the big news that came out here is Dak is out. Um, Gallup is questionable still. How did, uh, it's so questionable if he plays or not. And then Higgins is questionable for Cincinnati. Probably more on the probable side with the concussion protocol, but yeah, I mean that's just whether he can get out of protocol or not. Like yeah. he, if he, he gets practice out of... Wednesday, like limited practice, like that's a huge sign as far as like concussion protocol. Yeah, and and if guys with concussions, if they clear protocol, they're they're one hundred percent good to go. So keep that in mind. Like, don't be scared to play Higgins if he, as long as he can clear and get on the field, Higgins is good to go. Well, let's start with that Cincinnati team. They're on the road here in Dallas in the Dome. I mean, as much as I I love Jamar Chase, and I mean, I definitely think Joe Burrow is, for some reason, I think he's, like I said, I think he's way too cheap in this spot. Looked terrible in the first half of Pittsburgh, kind of turned it around. They should have won that game. They should have challenged that play. Um Burrow at 6,600. If Higgins doesn't play, I mean, the Burrow to chase stack looks so <laughs> juicy. Um, I, I think it looks juicy either way. Like, this dude played 100% of the snaps. He ran around on every single, like, pass. Like, Jamar Chase is just a beast. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, the, what he's doing reminds me of Justin Jefferson and who has just exploded in his first three seasons in the NFL. Like yeah. Chase is on that same trajectory, like all time great, uh, like in your first couple of seasons here. I don't, I don't see him slowing down. Chase actually should have had a much better week than he did last week. Uh, he, he caught a, a t- pass right on the goal line and stepped out. I'm like, it. Six inch line. And yeah, I think the ball was across. There was another one that he caught in the end zone. His foot was just barely out of bounds. He could have easily had three touchdowns last week. Um, Just incredible stuff from this guy. Massive target share. Obviously uh, Higgins was out in that, that second half, the majority of the game. So that, that did play into it a little bit, but he still has an awesome role. Dallas doesn't have anything for him Um, as much as Cincinnati wants to throw Like Cincinnati's, just running away with this game. There's no way Dallas can keep up with them. It's just how how much, how quickly, how heavily they want to pour this on on Dallas um, before they just start turning around and handing it off. I'll play some Burrow and Chase. I don't. I don't think you need to run it back with anybody on Dallas. Like I don't think that Cooper Rush is a, an NFL quarterback. There's no way Dallas is putting up many points. Cincinnati is going to be the highest owned defense on the slate probably can't play them in tournaments because of that ownership. Um, but yeah, like the, the burrow to chase t- tons of interest. If Higgins gets out there, I think he's a very interesting pivot just because nobody saw him do anything last week. Uh, chase is the one that's going to get grab all the ownership. I love burrow to Higgins. I don't think I would double stack this week just because I think they get up by a ton and they stop throwing in about the end of the third quarter. Um, which makes Joe Mexican a, a phenomenal play. 7,200, had a great game last week. He's the guy that I'm comfortable with, is absolutely going to get the rock a ton. Um, 27 attempts last week. Wouldn't be surprised to see him up in the mid-20s again this week as a massive favorite um, with with a, I don't know, non-NFL quarterback on the other side, in my opinion. Like, I just, I don't see any way Dallas can keep this game close enough. So, um, love Mixon. 
think he's going to get a ton of work. I like like Burrow stacks this week, but I, I typically like the double stack Burrow. I don't think that you need to just because I'm a little bit worried about uh, the passing volume in the second half. I like the mix in um, Cincinnati defense play. You know, we're going to see a ton of ownership on Cincinnati defense. Um, definitely don't mind pairing that with Mixon and just being underweight on the passing game and just hoping that like the touchdowns come from the the ground. But yeah, I love Chase. I like Burrow a lot. We'll say like Hayden Hurst had eight targets. Uh, I think six of those targets were when Higgins was out. So yeah. just something to note if Higgins plays or if he doesn't. But I mean, they have enough wide receivers. They got Tyler Boyd. Um, they have what is it, Mike Thomas, um, the other Mike Thomas as well. So I, I mean, I don't think Hurst is going to be a huge factor in the passing game. I think it's Chase. I think it's Mixon, and it's Burrow. And if Higgins plays, it's Higgins. Cooper Rush on the other side of this game. I hear you when you say you don't need to run it back with anybody, but I feel like CeeDee Lamb could potentially get 15 targets in this game. They might not be the best targets in the world. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I mean, Deontay Johnson had a, a really solid game against Cincinnati. CeeDee Lamb is, is extremely talented. I don't know what to think of Noah Brown. I, I mean... We're we're in this we're in the same page when it comes to Dallas. They're gonna trail in this game. We don't think Cooper Rush is good at all. Um, but I, I mean, when you're trailing and you're gonna throw the ball forty times and you're stacking the Cincinnati side, I think you can look at Lamb. I think you could if if Gallup's out. I think you can look at Noah Brown. I think you can look at Dalton Schultz. Um, Schultz is really interesting because you got a, a young quarterback that really could look at dumping the ball off to Schultz a lot in this game. So I don't mind making sure that I have a run back here on the Dallas side with Lamb or Schultz and maybe Brown if Gallup sits. Yeah, if Gallup is out, I suppose I have I have some interest. I just I don't love the price on CD Lamb. I don't trust Cooper Rush to get him the ball enough to pay off that price tag. Like you need a big score at almost 7K. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like he, he kind of needs a touchdown unless he's going to get 10, 10 catches and he could as much as they're going to be throwing um, if they're trailing the whole game. So I kind of like the the cheap guys as runbacks. You mentioned Noah Brown, certainly okay with that 3,800. Dennis Houston had five targets last week. He's minimum price 3K. I mean, as a shot in the dark, large field tournament, I don't hate it. Like if he falls in the end zone and catches four or five passes that that's good enough for me. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm really concerned about the CD lamb price. I hear you. I think he's going to get peppered with targets. I just don't know how many of them are going to be catchable. I don't know if, if there's enough upside at that price attached to Cooper rush. I don't think we see a ton of ownership on Cincinnati in this game. I mean, I think they'll be somewhat popular. If you want to make your, Cincinnati stacks different. You could always take a shot on like Tony Pollard running it back with him. Um, if they are way behind, he's someone that could get very heavily involved in the passing game out of the backfield at 5,800. You need him to score a touchdown. Probably Dalton Dalton Schultz is probably my favorite if we're considering price. Uh, but I definitely don't mind Noah Brown. If Gallup doesn't play. Ooh, 12 games. Let's get into the morning grind game. Um, I mean, like I said, we didn't do too bad last week. Um, Price picks did pretty well. 
Give me a quarterback that you like to throw over 300 yards. We both missed this one last week, so we got we got some work to do. We were at like 273 and like 278 last week, so okay. we just missed it. Uh, I'm I mean this Las Vegas Arizona game is, is so good. I'm I'm going Derek Carr again. I did hit his over passing yards last week. Um, he fell just short of 300 last week, but like I said, I don't think he played well at all. Um, I think there's a lot more in this offense. Love this game environment against Arizona. Don't think this Arizona defense is very good. Uh, give me Carr. I like it. I am going to go Matthew Stafford as my pick here. I think Atlanta keeps this game closer than most people think. And um, I think we're going to see a big game from the Rams offense. Give me a low-owned running back that you like to score a touchdown this week. We both missed this one, too. Give me Nick Chubb against the Jets. Um, Hunt had the two TDs last week. I think that that touchdown variance falls back on Chubb's fa- in Chubb's favor this week. Um, they should be should score plenty of points against the Jets here. I like Chubb to get in. Yeah, and I mean early week projections have him under five percent here. So um... yeah, he's I mean he's expensive. He doesn't have much of a, a pass game role. So I I kind of think that holds. That's obviously a great spot. Um, as a home favorite, so maybe he gets some ownership steam, but still think he kind of holds under 10%. Yeah, I like that. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll ask you, do you think Jeff Wilson becomes popular this week? Like, we currently have him projected for less than 5%. I think he has to. Is a 10, almost a 10 point favorite? Well, I mean, Henderson is under, Henders under, Henderson's under 6K, and he's like the massive chalk right now. And I, I agree with that too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I'll take I one. There's... I'll take someone else that I think is going to get low ownership this week, and that's that's Josh Jacobs. Um, if Bolden's out, I really like Josh Jacobs as a contrarian play. I mean, they have a twenty-eight and a half implied team total. Everyone's going to play Adams, so I, I don't mind Josh Jacobs this week at lower ownership. Yeah, that's. I think that's a fantastic call. Like that that's the game environment everyone's targeting, but he's gonna be completely unowned in that game. Which is fantastic. Give me a quarterback yeah. wide receiver stack that you'd like for a touchdown this week. I talked about this Washington Detroit game in the dome. Give me Carson Wentz to Terry McLaurin. Took my freaking play. <laughs> um, all right, hold on. I gotta think again now. Um dang it. Give me Give me golf to my boy St. Brown this week to score a touchdown. Love it. I think that's um, going to end up being my game, my favorite game of the week. I really hope it doesn't get too much ownership. Like we, just we know Arizona. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like we know Arizona, Las Vegas is going to be popular. Um, we'll see what happens with Washington, Detroit, but just I don't think there's going to be any defense played in this game. It's in the dome. Like that's it's perfect. I'm going to go very heavy on that Washington, Detroit, and early only. Um, just in general. So give me a wide receiver you like for eight plus targets this week. This is this is funny because I'm I'm staying right in this. I'm good. Like I'm going with your boy you just took for a TD. Amon Ross St. Brown is a target monster now. We've seen it seven weeks in his last seven games. He's over 10 targets. So he's certainly getting eight. I'm going to go Christian Kirk. Love that. Yep. Hopefully the weather in Florida is okay and it cooperates. But I like Christian Kirk. I think he is. Clearly the wide receiver one in that offense this year. 
Uh, give me a tight end for a touchdown. Um, Arizona's dealing with some injuries in the wide receiver core. Give me, give me Zach Ertz in that fantastic game environment. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to go Schultz. I know, like, this whole Cooper Rush thing, and I get it, but I really think that, like, he's going to rely on his tight end in this game, and I think Schultz is going to have a big game, and I'm, I'm really hoping he scores a touchdown. Can't be a lot worse than last week. I took Komet, and he didn't get a catch, so. <laughs> I hit the Gerald Everett after you forced me into it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I played him. I played him in, um, I played him in a lot this past week i did um i played everett in cash on DraftKings. they like 14 and a half so um, very nice you play really contrarian cash teams i i mean, it's no, just a main team that. like I, I say it's a cash team but like i play like single entry like double ups with it but i yeah. mean i play mostly like single entry and i'll throw it like in everything three inch three inch max stuff and but yeah i mean my team last week was mahomes barkley harris juju st brown Pittman, everett Marquise Brown and Dolphins defense. So I, I mean, it was contrarian. St. Brown was really low owned, um, and Everett was really low owned. But I mean, everybody else was over ten percent. So, yeah. Um, give me a defense to score ten or more points this week. Give me the New England Patriots. I just, I think Najee Harris is more banged up than kind of letting on. Like, I think he's going to try to play through this because he's he's really all they have back there. I mean Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. I don't. I don't trust this Pittsburgh offense at all. Um, I'm. I'm okay. So my favorite defense this week is Cleveland by a large margin. Um, but I don't want to take like one of the expensive. I'm going to go down a little bit. I really like Tampa this week. Jameis Winston throwing picks is something that is. <laughs> It's something that's gonna happen <laughs> i mean i know this game i hate taking road defenses but i think that the tampa defense is just really good and um uh, Jameis is just gonna he's gonna throw at least one pick and if Kamara's out it's even huge um it's huge for the tampa defense all right let's get into some bets we added this this year if you're new or listening for the first time this year we're gonna give out some bets that we like and some fantasy props that we like as well uh, favorite money line bet this week. Um, what do you like? I'm or realizing spread. now spread or money line, either one. Yeah, I'm realizing now I put the same game down for the next two, which we've already talked about this game a ton. So I'm I'm sticking with it though. Like, give me Washington plus two. Um, it's it's at one and a half in a lot of places, but I saw it at plus two um, at Win and at Bet Rivers. So if that two is still out there, like I think this will. This is going to be a great game. Should be a close competitive game. Um, and I like Washington to win, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, I've already said this, but Seattle plus nine. Um, I love that one. Yep. I, I think the line is way off in this game. Um, like, even if San Francisco wins this game, I really think it's by like a field goal or a touchdown at most. I really think that this, I mean, you can still get this at nine and a half in some places. I wrote it up at 10. It's down to eight and a half on FanDuel. I really think we see this end up closer to like seven. And I said that um, in my scores and odd, scores and odds article or write up about it. Uh, favorite over under bet this week. Um, 
stick stick with it keith just keep going um yeah, just just pouring on washington detroit you know that's where i'm going i i i like the over bet better than i like the washington plus two so that's why i was considering a last minute swap on the the washington nah. plus two but i love washington detroit over 48 and a half i love that too um that it's just such a i mean such a great spot so i'm with you on that um honestly like this week I always like to be up front. I really don't love a lot of over-unders this week because I think a lot of the lines are really close to where they should be. The one game that I think kind of stands out to me outside of the Lions game, because once you start talking about it, I knew you were going to take it, but this game opened at 46. It got bet down to 44 and a half. Um, I like the Miami-Baltimore game to go over 44 and a half. I think both of those offenses are a lot better than they're getting credit for, and Miami just has so much speed, and I know the defense is solid, but uh, Miami has a lot of speed, and I think this is a game that could go over um, as well. So, and like, I, like that. I'm, I don't know what to do with Baltimore. I'm I'm totally conflicted on this. I I don't know how this offense is going to go once J.K. Dobbins gets back. Like, are they going to continue to be run heavy? Are they going to let Lamar run? Like, does, does Lamar want to run? Like, Baltimore right. is probably the most fascinating offense to me um, early on in this season. Be very curious to see how how their, their season plays out. All right. Um, there's not a ton of props out yet. Um, I was struggling to find some props just in general. Yeah, Cardi is- and I were actually supposed to do a prop show earlier today, and we were about to get on the show, and there's, there's like, nothing available. So we actually had to push – push the show to to Thursday at 3:30 but um yeah there's there's still very few out there yeah so i think we're going to skip this question this week um i know like i will have some props up on scores and odds um i'm sure keith will have some scores and odds props up as well um i'll give you one that i wrote up for Thursday night football it's juju over 57 and a half receiving yards um very high on juju I'm not backing off of this take and I still think 57 and a half is too low. So give that one out. I wrote that up on scores and odds. So there you go. I like that call. I, I did actually find one before we jumped on that. I, I really do like, okay. um, it's Michael Pittman over 64 and a half receiving yards. Love that. Minus 115 at DK right before the show. Hopefully that number's still out there. Michael Pittman's role in this offense. Like he's the most talented pass catcher on this team by a wide margin. 13 targets last week, caught nine of them for 121 yards. I don't think that's an outlier week for him. I think we're going to be seeing this type of production from, from Michael Pittman all year long. So 64 and a half, that's way too low. All right, let's let's uh, let's go over to prize picks because they have a ton of stuff up for NFL this week. And I think, honestly, I think this is where we'll see a lot of the lines kind of end up on props as well. So uh, what's what are you looking at over there on prize picks this week? Yeah, I said the guy to, to throw for 300 yards was going to be Derek Carr. He's available on prize picks at 265 and a half. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that we talked about this game game environment a ton. I love the, the over on Carr around the same number last week, and he smashed it despite playing like garbage because all he has to do is throw it up to Devontae Adams, and, and he can rack up some yards. So, I mean, Carr's going to flirt with 300 yards on a weekly basis, I think. Um, 265 and a half is, is too low of a number, especially for this game environment. I like that one a lot. Um, I was seeing, do they have Adams prop up yet? Really Didn't quickly looking here. 
scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Um, they have Pittman at 61 and a half. What'd you say you got him in? Yeah. Yeah, I almost I was deciding between Pittman or Carr to take on prize picks. Carr wasn't available yet on the sports book, so that's why I went Pittman, but I got him at 64 and a half on DK, 61 and a half on prize picks, even better. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over on 61 and a half on Pittman and Adams at 92 and a half. Um it's really close to where it probably should be. I think most weeks this year you can kind of bet on Adams um getting over that hundred yard mark. Um I think this game is definitely one of those games you can definitely look at that. My my one this week that I'm going to give out is St. Brown over 57 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I'm going to be on this dude a lot. Can't wait to see like what he's looking, what we're looking at, like um, reception wise, target wise, um, reception props. So I'm going to go St. Brown over 57 and a half. We kind of mutually agree on Pittman over 61 and a half and Derek Carr over 265 and a half. So I'm going to make this a power play trying to go 5x here on prize picks this week. Um pretty sure we hit our prize pick play last week. I'll have to go back and look. Um but yeah, I'm so. pretty sure we did. Yep, yeah, cuz it was I know I had Tyreek over rush, uh receiving yards he hit that and Carr was the other one and he hit it too. I don't I had what... Juju I had Juju. Hold on. I can tell you cuz I think the only I only did one um car one. So yeah, we had car over 265, um Juju and St. Brown. So we hit our four for four last week. Nice. There you go. Good stuff. Hopefully we keep it rolling this week. Appreciate everyone listening. Week two podcast in the books. Uh Keith, any final thoughts? No, man. Um, just glad to have some football back so that we can talk about other things when baseball blows up in our face. So, gosh, it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. Thanks for bringing it up again. <laughs> yeah, um, I had to go back to it. All right. We're out of here. Hope everyone has a great week, too. Uh, appreciate you listening, and we'll see you again week three.